Who that? and welcome to another amazing episode of the Who That Dish podcast, everybody. This is the amazing episode number 29. If you haven't seen the other ones, make sure to do that. Uh, as always, I'm your co-host, Tyler Raymond. What's up, everybody? I'm your other host, Dayton Brown. This is the final regular season episode of the podcast for the 2017 to 2018 season. We thank you so much for coming along this journey with us. We are gearing up for the playoffs. If you haven't heard, our beloved New Orleans Saints are headed as the 4C in the NFC to the playoffs. This Sunday, they will be taking on the Carolina Panthers, who are the 5 seed, for the third time this season. It's going to be a great game. We're going to get to that talk, however, on Friday. This episode is going to be dedicated to really what we need to discuss what went down in Florida in Week 17 between the New Orleans Saints and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. First of all, Tyler... How are you, man? Uh, congrats on making it through the first regular season with me. Got to gear up for the playoffs. How was your new year? Uh, my new year is great, and I only made it through the regular season because of you, man. You know, we, we did this together, and it sounded pretty great. But how yeah. about you? Yeah, and, and we got to obviously thank the audience as well for, for, yep. for their support. Uh, and yeah, yeah, we wouldn't be able to do it uh, without being co-hosts. Uh, uh, so that's go. awesome. Great to have you, man. But, uh, yeah, my new year was awesome. Spent it in Disneyland. Uh, wasn't able to actually watch this Saints game uh, because I was writing, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Screaming California. Yeah, it, it was pretty awesome. Missed the game, obviously caught up and, and watched it. Didn't didn't get to watch it live, however. But um, uh, very unfortunate where I was going to get into that. We wanted to wish all of you guys um, a happy new year. Obviously, I hope you had a happy holidays. 2018 is going to be if if anything like 2017 if any if just half of 2017 and 2018 is just going to be wild it's going to be crazy yeah it's gonna be good um right now tyler and i are recording this at 11 p.m my time and 2 a.m his time late night hashtag if you guys are listening right now tweet at tweet us at the wdd podcast on twitter tweet us Hashtag night owls right now. Hashtag night owls. Uh, if you're listening to this right now, because we are up there late, you. we are nocturnal. Uh, Tyler, let's just jump into topic number one. We're going to talk about that Saints and Bucks game we mentioned previously. Shockingly enough, we are very confident coming into this week. However, the Saints lost their last regular season game to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at oh. Raymond Jones Stadium by a score of 31 to 20 this past Sunday. Despite the Saints' inconsistencies during the game and the invention or uh, eventual unfortunate turnout. They still managed to be pretty successful, but of course they fell short losing that game. Like I said, something we were very confident uh, in, in not happening. We thought the Saints were going to win. Tyler, before I list some stats, man, quick thoughts on the game. What, what did you think overall watching this? Uh, obviously the result is not what we wanted. What was your general thoughts? What were your takeaways from this game? Oh, um, 31 to 24, by the way. Not uh, 31 to 20. <laughs> but it's all good. Um, <laughs> um, man, Tommy Lee Lewis. That's that's the main thing I got in my mind. You know, uh, he he fumbled pretty bad, and they just walked around for a touchdown. If it weren't for that, I think you know, like I think this game was all about like you know like momentum swings. I think like most of the game, you know, the Saints were inconsistent as always, but you know they had it. You know, and then it sort of just slipped away at the very end. But yeah, you know, just like. I, game-changing drives and, you know, like, momentum-swinging drives, and the Saints just lost it. But luckily for us, it really didn't matter. So, what about you? You got to give credit to the Buccaneers for stopping Mark Ingram's uh, 
pretty much bottling up this rushing game of New Orleans. Held the team to 92 yards rushing. Ingram had 13 carries for 35 yards, one of his lowest production games of the entire season. And it just happened to happen on the um, final one when we were trying to clinch the division. So, you know, you got to give credit to Tampa Bay there. Kamara was the man. He had the 106-yard kickoff return for a touchdown right after Tampa Bay built this momentum with a fantastic drive against a very good Saints defense. Uh, Kamara took them a minimum away, tied up the game. Saints were able to drive down the field again, go up 14-7. After that, it was just a bunch of inconsistent errors by the Saints. Tommy, the Tommy Lee Lewis fumble that you mentioned on that punt return um, in the fourth quarter, I believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was in the fourth quarter, which is just a very crucial uh, mistake down the line, you know, that that late in the game. And uh, not only was it a fumble i believe it was a uh wasn't it yeah it was a scoop and score it was a seven yard yes. fumble return by isaiah yep. johnson uh and so so that you know put tampa bay up by three points and and new orleans somehow wasn't able to hold that 24 to 20 lead uh, uh against the buccaneers but again to give credit for, to them for stopping mark ingram let's go over some stats drew Brees 22 of 30 245 yards he had a touchdown sacked twice for a loss of 14 yards overall though Drew Brees ended this year the way he's been playing for most of it. Fantastic. I thought that he yeah. had a great game. He was the reason we were we were really in this game. I think it was the play calls. Uh, again, Ingram being bottled up. And Kamara not being used more than he should have in, in obvious situations. Kamara, 9 carries, 44 yards. Ingram, like I said, 13 carries, 35 yards. Other than that, nobody else had more than one rush. Well, Lutz had that uh, fake field goal, which, which was a very risky move by Sean Payton that didn't pay off. That left yeah. three points off of the board, uh, which in hindsight now doesn't matter. But if you combine that with the Drew Brees overthrown ball to Ted Ginn Jr., that would have been a touchdown. That's 10 points right there. And those 10 points yeah. win the Saints uh, the ball game. So, obviously, some things that, that, that could change uh, that could lead to a Saints win. Michael Thomas, six catches for 94 yards. Kamara had six catches for 84 yards himself. The only guy with a reception touchdown was Zach Line. He had one catch for a three-yard touchdown. <laughs> Ted Ginn Jr., like I said, had three catches for 33 yards. That should have been four catches for 70 yards and and, and a touchdown. Yeah. And again, that was a very, very crucial play that, that didn't fall into our favor. Von Bell led the team in tackles with 10. Marcus Williams had eight. Ken Crawley had six. Ken Crawley also had three passes defended but gave up that uh, final touchdown to Chris Godwin uh, to give the Buccaneers their final lead of the game. Speaking of the Buccaneers, let's go to their stats. Jameis Winston. 28 of 51. He threw the ball 51 times. A terrible completion percentage. Three interceptions, two of them to Marcus Williams, one to Craig Robertson. Mm-hmm. He had one touchdown, 363 yards. Sacked twice for a loss of 18 yards. His QBR was 60.8. Passer rating, 59.5. You you rarely don't see a passer rating lower than a quarterback rating. That just shows you how <laughs> poor poor his overall actual passing game uh, was. Yep, um, Peyton Barber kind of tore us up. 17 carries for 71 yards. Winston had five carries of his own for 32 yards and a touchdown. Barber also added a touchdown in. Average 4.2 yards per carry did Barber. And 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 yeah. it was obvious that we were missing Klein and, and Vaccaro up there in the box to stop that. Chris Godwin again led the team. Seven catches, 111 yards. Um, Humphreys for Tampa Bay. Seven catches, 102 yards himself. Very impressive. And Mike Evans, five catches, 55 yards. It was covered by Marshawn Lynch for majority of the game and caught that two-point conversion. Other than that, really didn't didn't have any 
too too many successful plays against Marshawn Lattimore. Ten kept yeah. him in check. He was targeted thirteen times, only got five catches. So again, very very impressive to play. Quan Alexander led them with eleven tackles. He was a defensive stud for them. Um, but yeah, overall takeaways from this game again. You got to give credit where credit is due. Tampa Bay was able to not only get some really good drives against a, a great Saints defense, they were able to bottle up Mark Ingram, and it really took some nice throws by Drew Brees and 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 some nice plays by our offense to be able mm-hmm. to keep drives alive and get the points that we did. Their, their defense actually played really well, uh, especially Gerald McCoy. He was all over the field, as was Quan Alexander. Uh, so yeah. what did the Saints do well, and what did they do poorly against the Bucks, Tyler? Okay, so um, well, I think we did well. First off, we gotta go positive here. Um, I think despite you know you mentioned about Vaccaro and Klein, how them being out obviously um impacted us pretty bad. But I think what we did well was despite the injuries and despite not all of our starters playing, you know our defense still managed to hold them to relatively low score. You know if you don't count the touchdown at the very end of the game would would have been just under 20 points you know so i just thought that was pretty pretty efficient on their part but uh as far as what they did bad though um i almost feel like their offense being a bit uh it's being a bit conservative if you know what i'm saying um i almost feel like uh obviously you know they run the ball a lot but i would love to see you know you have these playmakers and brandon coleman ted kid jr Michael Thomas, I just wish they opened up the offense a bit more going downfield with them, you know? But right. That's what I would say. Yeah, you? I think play calling definitely plays a factor into this. Uh, and it's been so good all year, especially that 30-10 to 10 win over Tampa Bay in New Orleans earlier this season. I don't know where it was for for this game, for this finale, when, when such a huge thing in, in the NFC South title was on the line. Luckily, again, uh, the Falcons were able to beat the Carolina Panthers in Week 17 as well helping the Saints actually clinch the title without them having to win uh, against Tampa Bay. So we got lucky. Thank you to the Falcons for for actually doing something good. Uh, (laughs) Saints did have seven penalties for 38 yards compared to Tampa Bay's two for 15. That wasn't the refs being biased or unfair. That was the Saints making mistakes. And it's unfortunate to see an undisciplined team, such talent on this roster, and, and, and to see them game after game, racking up these penalty yards it sucks to see as is losing the time of possession to a offense who was fourth in the league in passing yards winston can sling the Mm -hmm. ball down they're gonna pass the ball a lot but i was most surprised by by their rushing attack how they were able to out gain us on the ground um and and again we have we've had so many injuries up front on the defense but that's kind of how it's going to be in the playoffs we we have to prepare to not be a hundred percent especially on that side of the ball so yeah. you got to give credit other than that touchdown he gave up early, which I don't know why we were in man-to-man defense. Uh, you have to give credit to our cornerbacks to kind of keeping the, the wide receivers in check and, and, and forcing Winston to make some bad throws. But just wasn't enough. They, they, they were able to they were run it up the middle, exploit zone coverage. Um, and, and I don't know why we didn't have a safety back there for, for that game-winning touchdown. That confuses me. I'm sure it does confuse you too tyler yeah a little bit you know how especially considering how we had one particular safety marcus williams who was a beast that game how you know the saints like to roll most of the time especially man coverage where they'll have like 
you know, like a safety or a cornerback, like 10, 15 yards down the field, then nobody was there. But it's whatever, I guess. Yeah. You know, seven to five instead of twelve and four. But hey, I'll take it. We're in the playoffs. Right. So right. Yeah. Eleven and five, good record. Still won the NFC South title after finishing third and out of the playoffs a season ago. So obviously yeah. that that's very promising. For us, and we are going to be, of course, facing uh, our division rivals, the Carolina Panthers, for the third time uh, this season in the wild card round. It's going to be this. <clears throat> excuse me. It's going to be this Sunday at one o'clock Pacific time. I believe that's three p.m. New Orleans time, four p.m. Eastern time. So, be obviously, be sure to watch that. I'll be watching it. It'll be on Fox. Me too. I'm, I'm sure Tyler will be as well. Who that nation should be supporting our team. Um, but we're not going to get to that again until Friday, so guys, keep your eyes peeled for that. Going back to this Tampa Bay game, Tyler, if, if you could change one thing about this game, obviously to go in the Saints' favor, what would it be? To me, it's that Drew Brees throw to, to Ted Ginn. That would have got us that touchdown. Yeah. What's yours? Two things. Um, one, open up the offense. You know, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like, like the last week of the season, you know, like, I want to say this is like, you know what, I'm going to say it. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers aren't exactly a team that the Saints should have been worried about. So I would almost love to see the Saints like, hey, if we're going to call one thing, we'll be in this game. Or if we're going to be really risky, we'll be against the Buccaneers, you know? Right. And I appreciate what they did with the fake field goal. I thought that was pretty cool. It sucked it didn't work. But, um, <laughs> you know, like, stuff like that, you know, where, you, you, I mean, look at this. We have a head coach who did an onside kick uh, back when they won the Super Bowl. Like, yeah. Like, a risky coach like that to do all these, you know, incredible, flashy kind of moves. That's pretty cool. But another thing is I would have ran the ball more. You know, obviously you weren't working with Mark Ingram. We obviously just hold the guys to stats. So I would have given him more attempts to see maybe if he could have eventually got something going, you know, because the running game is a great complement to the passing game, you know. And when everything clicks, you know, nothing seems to go wrong. But... That's what I would have done differently. How about you? Yeah, running the ball more uh, for sure. Maybe even mixing it up. And, and I, 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 I try to say this every week, and I hate that I have to keep saying it because I'm not seeing it. Give the ball to Kamara outside more. Uh, obviously, I yeah. love when I love when they do screens, but go outside the tackles with Kamara. See if he can bounce outside, get some seal blocks. With, with, with Ingram, you want to go up the middle more, and that's why he was bot- bottled up so much. But there wasn't any too much too much diversity in, in, in the – um, run calling that warranted the Buccaneers to try to go outside, thus opening up the middle for Mark Ingram. And obviously, we played shotgun a lot, so you can't. You, the, the, you know, there's only so much you can do in shotgun in terms of fooling the defense uh, into running. So yeah, again, I, I wish that we just had more diversity and exotic play calling uh, on the ground game. More positive though, if you had to give a game ball to anybody or any multiple people uh, on the Saints, who would you give it to? Oh, Marcus Williams, easily. Yeah. I know the Saints didn't win this game, but, I mean, he had not one but two picks this game. That is phenomenal, yeah. especially considering he's a rookie. You know, I think it's funny. Uh, it seems like the NFL is finally taking notice of all the Saints rookies that are doing so well. You have Ramchek, who didn't miss a single snap this mm-hmm. year. You have Kamara, you have Lattimore. But Williams has been there the entire time. And he's underappreciated. He's been a beast this year. So I, I got to give it to Marcus Williams. So I like it. Yeah. Appeal. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm going to give it to Kamara. I think that uh, he has honestly been the MVP for us this season, if I'm being completely honest with you. I think that he's played great. 
Lattimore has two. So that's Cameron Jordan. Drew Brees, of course, has as well. Mark Ingram, pro bowler. But I, th- I think for Kamara, the, the secret army, or not secret army, the Swiss army knife, the secret weapon, right. the versatility he provides for this team, you, you can't duplicate that. You just can't. So I, I think overall for the for the season, for our team, I'm going to give Kamara the MVP, and he deserves the game ball. That kickoff return for a touchdown was great. That rush for a touchdown a, a few drives later, he made it look easy. And then he had some couple sweet catches down the field as well that, that really helped this team out. Um, and, yeah, I would give him the game ball for, for, for sure to, to Alvin Kamara. But uh, Marcus Williams, four interceptions in his rookie season. In Jairus Bird, in his three seasons with the Saints, he only <laughs> accumulated three interceptions. Think about that. And we're playing, we're paying Marcus Williams so much less, too, on his rookie scale contract. That's amazing. Yep. Yeah. Love it. Williams is a beast. This draft class is amazing. And, yeah, Marcus Williams is great. I like Von Bell, too. I, I think I think we're going to have – we're going to be set at the safety position for, for a time to come, and hopefully the secondary if we get a really good backup, either this draft or in free agency. As I know you've been asking for a lot on Twitter. Follow mm-hmm. follow Tyler, at Raymond Tyler M on Twitter, because he's been talking about that. Um, anything else you want to say about the game before we move on to a couple of fan questions? Um, nothing much, really. I guess just uh, uh, they didn't take advantage of everything. and yeah. Well, eleven and five. Hey, at least it's not seven and nine. Yeah. That's all I can say. Overall, this this one was just, or th- this the end of the season. This loss was just very disappointing. Even though we technically got a win in in terms of you know the NFC South, we we got that title. Uh, yeah. It still left a bad taste in our mouth because we were so confident coming into this game, wanted it to be a blowout. Luckily, we're facing a familiar opponent who we've beaten twice already this season. And the Panthers, but again, we'll get to that Friday. Right now, Tyler, we're gonna get into some fan questions, right? Yeah, let's do it. So it's funny. Speaking of Friday, uh, we'll be answering more of your questions Friday, correlated to the Panthers. So we appreciate that. We appreciate you guys submitting those. I've got a couple tonight that aren't related to the Panthers, so I figured I'd give them to you now. Dan. So the first one I've got for you, man, is from a good buddy of mine. I'm not sure if you know him. His name is Jake Boy on Twitter. He goes by at TrueHoodAt12 on Twitter. So a couple questions he has is, who is the most underrated Saint this year? Who would you say? Hmm. I'm going to say Andres Pete. I, I, I think Andres Pete has been really under underrated, undervalued almost too. Hasn't been talked about that much. I think he's played almost every game except for one. He's missed one game with an injury. Other than that, he's played great. Uh, and he's kept his offensive mm-hmm. line intact and, and playing at a top level because of him. And how well he's been playing, leading to one of the best rushing attacks uh, in the league. Yeah, there you go, man. And it's funny. I'm going to stay on the same side of the ball here. I'm going to say backup offensive lineman, Sino Calamete. You know, and obviously we've had Andrews Pete to rely on. But when we haven't had other linemen to rely on, who's filled in? If it wasn't Pete, it was Calamete. So mm. my props to him. I think I've been saying this on Twitter, too, a lot. That it's an underrated need, but I think the Saints need to pick up another versatile backup offensive lineman similar to Senio that can like play a bunch of positions, and especially considering this year we were so efficient despite the injuries, it, it doesn't hurt to have like another great backup O line. But you know, both great players too, you know, Andrew Speet, Sion Calamete. So um, the other one I've got for Dan is. Uh, what do you think is the most, like, uh, the maximum money you would pay Drew Brees this offseason to stay with the Saints? I like that Senio Calamente answer. That, that That's a really yeah. good answer. I think that he's been good for us, too. Um, 
So for for average, I guess not even average. Yeah, it would be average. A- average salary for Drew Brees if we were to sign him to like say two, maybe three year contract. I would love. I don't think I could spend more than twenty one million dollars. I know the asking price is going to be right around twenty six, twenty seven million. So we would be underpaying Drew according to the market. But if he's willing to take that pay cut, I think twenty million gives us a good amount of room to resign one or two guys. Probably one of the guys might be Kelamente, uh, yeah. and, and getting some guys back onto this team, and then thus also using that extra money to go out and get a under the radar free agent that can help this team win now. I w- I would love that. I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to command too much money for us. I- I'm scared of that. I'm terrified of that, and I think it might happen. Yeah. What What about you? See, you're the point first. I'm scared about that too. You know, obviously, I mean, Mickey Loomis is like the cap salary god right um, uh for most situations but i mean like i guess if we had to we could always like backload the money i, I don't know right I just, right i just want two breeds back but yeah if i had to say like exact money amount i people people think he's obviously gonna get over 20 if he gets 25 i'd be surprised but i'm gonna say like the most amount i pay for him is like 23 yeah simply because like our, our team isn't ready yet right now to just plug anybody in, you know? Right. And, and I, I really hope he's back, too. Me, too. I'm That's scared. I'm really scared. <laughs> I'm scared, too. But, yeah, those are a couple questions that we had tonight that weren't Panthers-related. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six Panthers-related questions. Awesome. Uh, Friday. So, yeah. Love it. Yeah. Thank you, guys, again, for the people that submitted questions, as always, so... If you don't know where to submit those, uh, listen for one second when we give our sign off, and you know just where to do it. So yeah, yeah. Again, yeah. Thank you guys for obviously listening through this podcast, listening to other podcasts, helping make this first season of the Who Dat Dish podcast fantastic, Ooh. and 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 just absolutely beyond um, what we thought we we, we could have gone in this first season. You guys have provided us with so much support. And we thank you so much for it. Shout out to Christian Catanacci as well. Obviously, you guys know him as Catch the Blitz. He tweeted at us, but uh, it, it it involves the uh, Panthers, so we'll we'll also get to that. Uh, it's not it's not a question; it's a comment, uh, and it ties in with the score prediction. So we'll get to you on the next episode, bud. Uh, appreciate the support as well. Be sure to check him out at Catch the Blitz. But um, hopefully, this Friday we will have somebody from Cat Crave Blog who is the Panthers affiliate via fan-sided, as we are the Saints affiliate via fan-sided uh, at com. Hopefully we can have one of them on from the site or or multiple people from the site on to talk Saints-Panthers uh, wildcard matchup. Uh, if not, then we might have somebody like uh, Christian or another familiar face for you guys on Friday. But as yeah. always, you will hear Tyler and I, uh, and, and we thank you so much. Again, we hope you had a happy new year. Pass it off to Tyler for his uh, little sign-out. Yeah, thank you, man. It's been exceptional working with you, as always. But, um, yeah, sign-out time. Make sure, guys, as always, to check us out uh, where we have always been. You know, So, for example, on Twitter, that could be following this amazing man on the mic. That's not me. The other amazing man. Um, Dayton Brown over there. You can follow him at Dayton underscore Brown underscore. You can follow me, myself, at Raymond Tyler M. You can follow our official Hoot at Dish podcast account at the WDD Podcast. Make sure to check out Hoot at Dish itself. They are on Facebook. Uh, they post other amazing articles there. We haven't been giving them really any shout-outs lately, but you know where to find them. Amazing articles always there. Just check them out, Hoot at Dish, on Facebook. 
make sure to check out this podcast where it is played. We now have a YouTube account started for that. A couple episodes haven't been uploading to BTR, unfortunately, but they're on YouTube. Just search on YouTube, the Who Not This podcast, and the same thing with Vlog Talk Radio and iTunes. But yeah, you can find us anywhere practically now. Yeah, yeah, which is awesome. Uh, hopefully, you guys are hearing this on BTR and or iTunes. Uh, if not, you'll be hearing this on on YouTube. We'll just see how it goes. Hopefully, everything works out fine. Also, don't forget to vote for. Um, or uh, yeah, yeah, you should be able to vote right for Marshawn Lattimore and Alvin Kamara for offensive and defensive rookie of the year. I don't know, right? It should be. I know they vote for weekly. I'm pretty sure fan Mark vote counts, and yeah. hopefully, hopefully, it does. Probably just rookie of the week. But I'm pretty sure both of them or Lattimore didn't win. Kamara won Offensive Rookie of the Week uh, for the NFC. Yep. Um, so if you can vote, vote. But I'm actually starting to think that you can't. Didn't do too much research. I was just looking on Twitter about it. But hopefully mm-hmm. those two can sweep that award category for the Saints. First time happening in, uh, since, I believe, 1975. I actually think it's like 1967. I don't know. I should have done my fact-checking before the show. But, uh, <laughs> again, thank you guys so much for listening. A little quick episode for you. Again, tune in on Friday. Be sure to listen. It's going to be a lot of fun. Going to be a fun show previewing our first playoff game for the Saints on the Who Dat Dish podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Talk to you soon. Who Dat? Who Dat?